Hey, y'all. <clears throat> Hi, guys. Why did you just clear your throat? Because I did it. Just <laughs> my introduction. Okay, you are listening to the Millennial Christian Podcast. This is episode six. Yes, this episode is episode six because we dropped a bonus episode, and I hope y'all listen to it. But I am Nadia. My name is Destiny, and we are so glad that you guys are back. We are. Woo. So, what's going on, Nadia? How was your Valentine's Day? It was good. It was good. It was good. Okay, it, it was, was like really a, good. It was like an awkward pause. It right was there. good. It was good. It was good. If you follow me on Instagram, you saw my story and you saw how much I cried on Valentine's Day morning. So, yeah, it was nice. That's so nice. Mm-hmm. How was your Valentine's Day, Destiny? It was great. Mm. Um, I went out of town. I went to Dallas. You got was... flued out? No, I did not get flued out. <laughs> That's what we not gonna do. <laughs> we don't get flued out. Mm. Um, I was there from Thursday until Monday night. I didn't want to come back. I wanted to cry in the airport. I hate it here. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was great. Um, I did. I really got a lot done there. Um, yeah, it was fun. I had a ball. Oh, I kind of want to ask you why you were there, but. The people will know when it's time for the people mm, to know. A reveal. A reveal. Mm, maybe. Mysterious. <laughs> so many questions that need answers. <laughs> but no, um, I was hanging out with friends and um, it was a good time. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed your Valentine's Day. Um, Thanks. I've eaten a lot of chocolate. Have you really? I have. Kaylee's back and she's giving me... A lot of chocolate to eat. Speaking so. of which, where are these Girl Scouts? They are like in hiding this year. You know what? I actually have some of my students who are Girl Scouts, and I'm waiting for her to tell me that the shipment has made it. So as soon so as they she have does, a, they're not out in front I, of Walmart. I'm be honest Sam's. with you. I don't think so. I haven't been out in the public yet. You, you let me tell you. Let me. You know, let me tell you how my Valentine's Day went. Let me tell you. Uh uh-uh, uh. I got some. You're for pointing you. at me. Let me. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> See, y'all know I'm bald headed, right? By choice, not by force. But I, I decided to wear a wig, right? I saw that, yeah. And you know what I did? I glued it. I got you glued to, it to what? I got to be glued it to a cap. And you see the size of my head? You see this right here? It it, it pulled my head. Yes, it did. I didn't you know have I was going to do that. I didn't know I was supposed to do what that. What was it supposed to attach to, Nadia? The cap. And what was the cap going to attach my to? My edges. How? It With was, the glue, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know. I just didn't expect it to pull like it did. <laughs> oh now gosh. I have a little patch right here. Did you YouTube that before you did it? No. That's I the talked problem. to my coworkers about You it. talked to your, are your coworkers hairstylists? One of them does. She, her wigs always look good. Did she go to school for it? No. She don't. She, sorry, baby. <laughs> um, but. It worked. No. I think I just put too much on there. No. Like, you got to think about it. It's I like a, a whole, big, I got a you got head. the layer of your hair, right. and then you got a cap, and then you putting glue on the cap. It's going to seep through and get on your hair. Well, you're supposed to put the glue on your edges, and then put the cap, and then cool it, and then clip it. See, I went through the process. Yeah. I watched Instagram videos. I didn't YouTube it, but I watched Instagram mm-hmm. videos. You got to have a YouTube voiceover so they can tell you what's what's going on. <sighs> well, anyway, I ain't going to be wearing that wig again for a while, because my edge is gone, so... They're not that gone, y'all. Well, they, they're not, because uh-uh. I did a treatment before, and I did a mask before and after. So, like, I did my part. 
But wow. While I was in Dallas, I added a Pandora charm to my bracelet. And I need to go buy mine. Yeah, so they I have do. this really, really cute pink um, headphones. And if you've seen our Instagram, you know our colors just so happen to be pink. It was not on purpose, y'all. It literally just happened. Like we, Did it? We got to the phone. You love pink. I love pink. That's why it's so I weird. I told that him to do pink. I didn't know you told. Yeah. I got there and the backdrop was pink. I told and him I was that like, everything oh. was pink, so we should do pink. Oh, I had no clue. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, Alex. Um, I had no clue. <laughs> But, yeah, they have these pink um, headphones, a charm. And me and Nadia went into Pandora a yeah. few weeks ago and saw them. We were like, we have to get one to add to our bracelets yeah. for the podcast. Yeah. And when I was in Dallas, I balled out, and I went ahead and got it, and I got a Dallas charm, too. Yeah, so I'm going to order mine. I'm going to get mine probably this weekend. So. You should. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so. Um, I wanted to talk about how we felt about last week's episode. Um, the bonus episode. With Portia. Miss Portia. Like recapping from that, how did that make you feel, Destiny? Um, the Saints want to know. I don't feel any different than I did before. I still believe that marriage is a great thing. I still mm-hmm. believe that marriage is a God thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, st- I, I believe just where I am in life right now, my focal point is not relationships, mm-hmm. and um, I've settled into that. Like mm. I understand that it's so many things that I want to do. And that's where my focus is. And I don't really have the time or the energy to put into trying to figure out that area of my life yeah. because it's not where I am. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I, on the other hand, have taken matters into my own hands. Oh, have you? I see and I have books. a book called, Lord, I Want to Be Whole. Um, so I have started my journey to emotional healing and that's um, good. getting myself back on track when it comes to this whole marriage thing. Mm-hmm. So. She kind of convicted me a lot. Did she, she did. really? Oh, yes. It's got all up in my business. And I was like, mm. You were like rather quiet on the I was, episode. And I, I was listening. Yeah. I was really taking it in because you know how I feel about that kind of stuff. So listening yeah. to someone who has like some godly wisdom was like, oh. See, I grew up in a church where we are, um, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, and that's one thing I can appreciate where they're not just grooming the women mm, for marriage. They're yeah. also grooming the, the men for yes, marriage. So I appreciate like that. our, um, our apostle and his wife have been together for like over 30 years. Mm-hmm. So like I have that and I've, gr- I've grown up in a house where I've seen a successful, a successful marriage yeah. of over 20 years. So it's just like, you know, yeah, I see marriage and I understand that marriage <laughs> is a great thing. Yeah. I aspire to it. Um, I'm just not interested in it right now. You know, touche completely understood. Um, just wanted to recap to see it, you mm-hmm. know, how things so Because you were gone all this week, so we didn't really get a chance to talk about that. I was um, gone. I was living my best life. Wings I hate it here. Spot of the week. <laughs> now that you're back in Memphis, come on, let's give the Saints some okay, chicken. Okay, so that's one thing I can say. Memphis definitely has um, the wings over Dallas. So yeah. I had all intentions on doing a wing spot of the week, Dallas edition. <laughs> However. They don't do honey gold. They could Never. <laughs> so I'm having to do this by memory, y'all. And you know I am a wing connoisseur, so I got them all stored in memory. So this week is gonna be crumpies. Ooh. If you went to the University of Memphis, you've probably spent yes. a lot of time in crumpies. Smell y'all know like the deal. I don't have to go through this. You know, you walk in and it's smoky and you yes. love it. Um Greasy get you tables. yeah, get some whole wings and Pretty much all of the flavors are really good, so I don't. It's not like a real review. With a canned Tahitian tree. If you know, you know. Yes. Crumpies. And Don be back there taking your orders. Everybody know Don. Young. Well, I know Don. Mm-hmm. Don be back there taking orders. Anyway, Wingstar of the week. Shout out to Crumpies on Holland. There's also one on 
What street is that? It's a couple of them, actually. Um, it's one in it's one in Whitehaven too. Yeah. And then there's one that does fish. Oh. Turning off a of get well. I think it's park. Hmm. Yeah. Sure does. Yeah. Um, wings out of the week. All right. Uh, you know you're wrong, right? So it is still Black History Month, and I'm still sure. bliggity black, bliggity black. Black, yes, I am. So I want to celebrate Toni Morrison, the author, one of the greatest black female authors of our generation. Miss Toni Morrison, her birthday is today. Aww. Happy birthday, Miss Morrison. Is she still alive? Yes, sis. Okay. Yes. Uh, okay. Um, And I kind of want to jump into something petty, but I feel like I should just do my black history celebration and call it a day. Because the two things that I have here on the docket could go very far. Yeah. Just, yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, we've also been doing our black businesses. Uh, we missed a couple of days, but we've gotten back on it with Destiny being out of town and with me just like sorry, taking some mental days. Like, yeah. We've missed some time. Um, but when you're, you're still gonna get 29 days, yes, they just might are. be on the same yeah, day. Yeah, that's cool. We may, yeah. it's leapier, so it is. We undermine it, doesn't add it. Okay, anyway. it does add it, it does, but we were already gonna do 29. Either yeah. way, it goes. Shout out to all the black owned businesses. Thank you guys for being so um, generous with sharing our um, pages on your pages. We've been getting followers, we have, which is really exciting mm-hmm. because the Instagram is linked on my page too. So when I get a bunch of notifications, I think it's mine, but it's really the podcast page. So no one talks to me, I don't get that much love. It's no. okay. Um, yeah, I got a lot of love on my on my Valentine's Day selfie because my wig was popping. Mm-hmm. But that was it. All right, so we are nine minutes and 26 seconds in, and it is time to talk about what we are here for. Again, it is episode six, and the topic for today is... Are you not doing you know you're wrong, right? I, you just messed up my drum roll. My, you know, I said I was going to do the celebration thing. Instead because, of being shady? Yeah, because that's going to go too far. Is it really? Between Dwayne Wade and Wendy Williams? Let's do it. Who's... <laughs> Sister Wendy made a comment. She said that gay men would never be... Which, what did she say? Is half of a woman is... I don't know what happened. So, I, all I saw was a clip where she was saying how... Um, she was talking to someone in the audience mm-hmm. and she was basically saying, you know, you know, it's certain things that come along with being a woman mm-hmm. and it really doesn't matter, you know, what you dress up like outwardly, mm-hmm. that inwardly is certain issues and certain struggles that we endure and we yeah. have to deal with throughout our lifetime Absolutely. that you would never understand. Absolutely. And um, the not so saints dragged mm. her. The ain'ts. Yeah. So they, um, they, they really got on her head to the point where she issued an apology. But this is my thing. You'll never hear someone say that you have a transgender woman or if the roles were reversed. Mm -hmm. And if someone were to make the comment, she'll never be as much of a man as I am. Mm -hmm. In all actuality, she won't. But no one, no one has a problem with that. No one has a problem with that. That's the crazy thing about it. it Because the whole thing is, I don't want to be a man. Yeah. But then you have on the opposite side of it where... And this is something that I can just say is like a straight female where I see gay men or whatever you ascribe to be mm-hmm. um, act in a manner that is supposed to be mimicking women, but it don't. Hi, Kaylee. <laughs> hi, Kaylee, come Kaylee. say hi. <laughs> um, they're mimicking women, hi, Kaylee. but that's not really like how women act. Like their whole ratchet stereotype of like mm-hmm. the, the craziness. Yeah. Y'all see that, but it's over exaggerated. Okay, let's not gonna come say hi. 
I, I think she thinks that you're talking to me. Yeah. No, you have to come say hi to the podcast, babe. Say hi to the people. Come here. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what to say, okay? Come here. Let me whisper in your ear. <laughs> All right, you ready? Let's go. Hey, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that was Kaylee. All right. Um, That's my niece. I'm just happy that she's home. Um, But no, like they act like this is what a woman is supposed to look like or this is what a woman acts like. Mm-hmm. But there's this whole stereotypical ratchet girl that you see so many gay men portraying, but that's not true. It's 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 a stereotype yeah. at the end of the day. So My thing yeah. is, I don't, I I agree with what she said. Oh, I don't, absolutely. And I don't understand why she needed to issue an apology. I understand why people would take it like she was harsh about it simply because of her yeah. tone yeah. and um, the intensity behind what she was saying. But what she was saying wasn't wrong. Yeah. And if you look at how things went biblically in Genesis, yeah. the reason why us women go through so many things is because of Eve, the, the first woman, messed up. Mm-hmm. So it's not saying, you know, we go through so much and you can not you can never understand what it's like to go through stuff. That's not what we're saying. We're saying that it's certain things that women have to deal with throughout their lifetime that you could never understand. But you can't bring the and, Bible into it because they're not thinking of that anyway. Oh, well, so to explain, yeah. well, we go through things because of the curse is like they're not they don't care about that anyway. Well, how about biology? Because it's been many a times where I had to function at school bent over from cramps, yeah, throwing up, right, Same. with a headache, Same. and back pains, Same. and you're okay. Looking at me like I'm, you know in need of an exorcism well the whole other conversation today is is that there's so i'm actually taking social culture foundations right now in counseling and we're talking about you know um transgender or non-conforming cisgender like how, you know how do you mm-hmm. identify and the whole biology of it is that sex isn't assigned at birth it's assigned by society so biology honestly in that terms in the community is based on what they think it is. But what you think is not the reality of the situation. True, because absolutely. even if you decide that you're going to change what you look you'll, like on the outside, you don't never, get a menstrual cycle. You don't get one. You don't, have a, never u- get you don't have a uterus, a fallopian tube. Ovaries. You don't have ovaries. Eggs. You don't have any of that. You yeah. can't get pregnant. Yeah. And it's just like that right there, if if nothing else, because you can take estrogen mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and you can you can get bundles, you mm-hmm. can get weed, you can get fingernails, boobs, you all can of get it. boobs, yeah. you can get reconstructive surgery. Oh yeah, but you cannot reproduce. Mm-hmm. And so then it's the, just certain the things that come with that reproduction. That is, that's not what makes a woman a woman. So there there's a re, there's a rebuttal for every single point that you make, and I completely agree. Mm-hmm. Wendy was right. You you'll never be a woman. You just you won't. No matter how much internal changing you do, external mm-hmm. changing you do, makeup, no makeup, changing your mind, your thought processes, getting up every day and saying that you are, then literally you never will be. And if there's someone listening to this who's offended, I'm sorry, but I'm not. Because mm-hmm. it's the truth. It's biology. This, this isn't even religious right now. This is literal biology. And like, we're saying that as women, it's certain things that we have gone through um, in our lives that you just won't understand you, won't. you you have not felt that pain you won't no so it's just like i don't see where she needed to apologize and um i hate the fact that she said what she said and she didn't she didn't stand on that well, you know everybody has to apologize nowadays anytime you say something it's just remotely um 
<clears throat> I guess you can say disrespectful or make someone else feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It just automatically you have to issue an apology or you get canceled. Wendy Williams has been canceled so many times. Cancel me, boo. <laughs> Try me. Wendy Williams has been canceled so many times and she rises from the ashes every time. I feel like she <laughs> this was a, a minor PR issue that shouldn't have been a PR issue because her apology is what made it blow up because I didn't know anything about yeah, it. Until I, I didn't know until she put you right. I didn't know anything about it until I saw the apology. Yep. And it's, it's yeah. Yeah. So, so it's you more attention to it. Mm, you know, you're wrong, right? Mm-hmm. You brought so, that back who's, up. Who's wrong? The ain'ts are. The ain'ts, okay. The ain'ts are. She are shouldn't wrong have to. I mean, for, her. Yep. for us, of course, from my perspective, she shouldn't have to issue an apology. I wouldn't. Counsel me, boo. I can't be counseled because I got the Lord on my side. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, are we moving on to our topic for this week? You and these drum rolls. The Saints have been asking for music and effects, okay? Ew, so I'm really? Just trying, you know, I don't really like it on podcasts. But I, I have heard either. a few people who is just like, you guys are going to add some, some no. music and stuff. It's always so irritating to me when I'm listening to them talk. And it's I'm cheesy. like, yeah. And then I hear music and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> it's pretty to me. I don't like it. I'm glad <laughs> yeah, we're Yeah, and I like page. the sound effects. And I'm just yeah, like, it's like, pew, 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 pew. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Okay, 17 minutes <laughs> in. This episode is about abstinence. Yeah that <laughs> we actually had somebody um put in a suggestion yeah i'm going to stop saying um i am we had someone put in a suggestion to talk about abstinence and destiny and i have had some very extensive conversations about this we've gone back and forth, we've y'all. gone back and forth about this a lot and it's very i think you'd be surprised to hear why we've been going back and forth yeah but yeah so yeah you want to go ahead and start with the scripture Scripture of the re- the week. This is not the scripture that you think that it's going to be. It's not the, you know, your body's a temple, keep it clean. It's not that. <laughs> because so I'm going to take it a different perspective because I, anyway, we'll get to that. But the scripture of the week is, Destiny, you usually read that. A good, it's Proverbs 13, 22. A good man leaves an inheritance for his children, his children's children, but the sinner's wealth is laid up. Is is what? Late. I'm sorry, you can't remind me. Oh, the sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteous. And we thank you for the reading of <laughs> the word. So I'll get to why I chose that scripture in a second. I honestly feel like Destiny is going to be doing a lot of asking me questions. I understand exactly why you chose it. Do you? I do. Okay. All right. So this past weekend, February the 15th, the day after Valentine's Day, I participated in a recommitment ceremony to purity. Shout out to my minister, Sister Deja, for organizing this event. This is her second year doing it. Um, We had a few people to participate in it. My best friend did as well. My friend Ken did. And we all recommitted ourselves to purity. So I made my first pledge when I was 12. Mm -hmm. And we did a course called True Love Waits. Yeah, True Love Waits signed a pledge, got a little ring or whatever. And I had the ring until I was like 19 years old. And then Mm -hmm. I gave it away to my cousin because she needed it more than I did <laughs> because at that point true love had not waited um <laughs> at all so I did a recommitment ceremony and I have this bracelet that I absolutely love and it says on the inside whenever you feel shout out to Deja whenever you feel overwhelmed dot 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 remember whose daughter you are and straighten your crown and it's just a reminder to you know not maintain, do the do, not, not do, the, do the do. But here's here's the thing, and I don't know. Are we gonna tell stories first? Are we gonna talk about how we got to this point before I jump into why I feel the way that I do about abstinence? Go ahead and tell your story. Okay, first things first. 
let's get something clear. Celibacy and abstinence are not the same thing. Mm -hmm. To be celibate is to abstain from marriage, sex, love, all types of interaction with the opposite sex on a romantic level for life. That's what nuns do. That's what the Pope does. That's what destiny does. Okay. Abstinence is abstaining from sex or really abstaining from, in, for, from anything for an extended period of time for a specific reason. So we're talking about abstinence. So for all of my saints out here who's saying, oh, I'm celibate. Oh, he's celibate. No. What is it? Lil Uzi? Huh? Lil Uzi was saying something about he's celibate. His thoughts are, are, are pure now. Huh? Yeah, he was saying. Uzi uh, got the Holy Ghost? I don't know if it's the Holy Ghost. He been Ghost, saved? But he was saying that he's celibate and his thoughts are pure now. I thought it was cute. Not with that music he been putting out. We're not going to judge the saints. No, because what's in the heart of a man is that's what he going to speak. Continue on with the Mm-mm. story. No, I want to know because you know you're wrong, right? Uzi no, to- okay. no, we're not going to do that. Yes, ma'am. So the word is abstaining, not celebrating. Celib- so. <laughs> One of the reasons why I picked Proverbs 13 and 22, well, can I, mm, mm, I just feel like I'm going to be doing a lot of talking and you're not going to say too much because I have a whole story to tell. Okay. So here's the thing, y'all. Let's talk about how you feel about abstinence. Nadia, Nadia is abstinent. I am. I am not. Okay. But I'm also not sexually active. Please make it make sense. Okay. I have not... (laughs) Um, committed to not doing it for any purpose other than the fact that I don't like these men. (laughs) So there's not like a a religious reason driving me. Um, There's not something morally, um, ethically driving me to um, abstain from sex. I just genuinely am disappointed with the men of this generation and I don't want them touching me. So... I've I've grown up in church, you all know this, and I know everything from soul ties yeah. to, you know, STDs. I know yeah. all of it. Right. And I'm not going to say that it wasn't enough to force me into a decision. Mm-hmm. I just, that's not my struggle. I don't struggle with sex because yeah. I don't like these men. So Because you're going to get up at her house. You're going to get up by my you're house. You're going to get up at her house. And you're going to get away from me. <laughs> So, yeah, Nadia, go ahead with your story. So, for me, specifically, I have had to commit. I was listening to Michael Todd this morning, and he's on a new sermon series called Secure the Bag. And it's about finances, but I took it to a different perspective. He was talking about how you protect what's valuable and what's vulnerable to you. So, for me, at the time that I made my period to players, like I said, I was 12 and my best friend and I did it. Hey, Chelsea, we did it um, then. And at the time, that was something that I was protecting because it was valuable. Now, 12 years removed from the initial pledge, of course, I've had six since then. Um, and I've had to, you know, recommit myself back to my pledge. But now I'm protecting what's vulnerable because once you open yourself up to that, it becomes a place of weakness it becomes a place of being attacked it becomes a place of issue problem mm-hmm. now all of my my saints who, who's listening y'all know what it's like when you when you out here doing something you got no business doing and you you're waiting for your period to come or you're waiting for std results to come or you're you know waiting for you know having that conversation with somebody that you don't want to have with them all of that you know it comes with a part of sex and comes with a part you know fornication 
we're going to biblically knowing someone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But now I've gotten to a place where I'm protecting what's vulnerable to me because I realize that my purity is, has been vulnerable in the past. So it's also valuable, but at this point it's also vulnerable to me as well. So I'm in a different place with it now, but my perspective has changed about it because this whole episode could be about soul ties and STDs and sis, you gotta protect yourself and guard your heart and all of that. But everybody knows all of that. But I wanted to give a different perspective for why I chose to make that that next step Uh this past weekend. So it was an extremely emotional moment. What Deja had us do was she had us write a letter to ourselves. And then at the bottom of the list, we had to write uh, the names of our partners. So I wrote my letter. It was extremely emotional for me. They made you list them? I mean, nobody saw it. Oh, it was okay. just for me and I folded it up. Oh, okay. So Deja went on and she did such a great job of explaining it. it was like ceremonial where we burned the letters and then we washed our hands over the ashes and it was like mm. washed it was it was like it was a beautiful moment. It was short, but still, you know, it was extremely significant. But she made such an emphasis on the importance of all of us have a ministry, right? Mm-hmm. And in some for, some form or fashion we're pouring out to other people and the goal is to have a pure pour is to pour purely so for me as a minister though sex has been something that i have struggled with in the past it's not something that i struggle with now i am motivated not because of stds and soul tires because that's important but i've dealt with it before i've conquered that before i'm motivated now because as a minister i want to pour purely Mm -hmm. and i understand that abstaining from sex and abstaining from you know masturbation porn Mm -hmm. all of it 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 is what act actually affects my ministry and if my goal is to be pleasing to god and to build the kingdom of god i want people to be receptive of me and be receptive of a pure ministry for me mm-hmm. so that's when i was like sitting in the ceremony i'm sitting like wiping my eyes and i'm like crying or whatever because i'm just like praying in my mind i'm just like so grateful for this moment and i heard god say like this one is for your bloodline And this is why I picked Proverbs 13 and 22. A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children, but the sinner's wealth is laid up for the righteous. So in my mind, I was thinking it's one thing. And I I, I heard this while listening to Michael Todd. He was talking about, you know, finances and stuff like that. It's one thing to lay up finances for your children, generational wealth to set them up for success. But how many of us are are setting them up for spiritual success? Generational curses, right? So if I'm, if, if my bloodline at this point, I've made this commitment and I'm living purely, that means the children that come after me won't have to deal with the crap that I, yep. you know, that I did burn up, you know, when mm-hmm. I washed my hands over the ashes. So for me, it's like, why not set them up for the best of the best? And what a lot of people don't realize is that the issues that you deal with, even being struggling with different things about sex, it might not have even started with you. And if you don't deal with it, then it'll pass down to your children yeah so for me i said on the last episode that i never thought about getting married i never thought about you know what my wedding would be like but i was more concerned about being a mom like i wanted to be a good mom i wanted to have you know like my kids and you know whatever like that even though i couldn't do that without getting married but i was Mm -hmm. more concerned about being a parent and i've always been so motivated by being a good mom yeah. So for me to be a minister as well was like, if I want to really set my girls up for success or even my sons up for success spiritually, then I want their bloodline to be pure by the time that they get here. Yeah. So me making this commitment wasn't so much of just like, I, I, I want to be abstinent. I don't want to have any more soul ties. I'm not catching no more bodies. Like, I'm not trying to get pregnant. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, oh, oh, yes, I'm trying to do that. 
<laughs> my testimony, bless the Lord. Um, but I'm setting this up for my kids. I want them to come from a, a, a pure bloodline. I want them to, to know and to recognize that, for one, they didn't ask to be here. Yeah. So whatever I set them up with, it's my responsibility to take care of it before they actually get here. Mm-hmm. So me making this commitment was more for my bloodline. Just like I heard God speaking to me so clearly, this is for your bloodline. And I was like, wow. And it gave me all the more motivation to lay up an inheritance for my children's children righteously. Mm-hmm. Instead of, you know, I ain't just out here popping it, you know. Yeah. Just because I can't, you know. I heard Jackie Hill Perry say this, and it's one of my favorite quotes. And she said, we have to believe that God is stronger than our temptation. That God's love is stronger than our temptation. That he, he like, he's better than whatever tempts you. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm past that. It's past temptation for me. It's a motivating factor of I want my next generation to not have to deal with the soul ties that I picked up. Yeah, you know, in my teenage years, well, yes. my twenties, because I didn't, yeah. I wouldn't have sex in teenage teenage years. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> so, that's my thing, Desi. What do you think? Um, I respect this decision to be abstinent. Um, I think it's commendable for anyone that's doing it. I think it's great. I understand the spirit, the um, the spiritual motives behind it and I understand how important it is so I don't want you all to be like destiny not absent she out here you know doing all the things I'm not Mm. and um I haven't actually so it's just like I'm not and I have not so it's just like yeah so but I've always felt a little bit of condemnation behind that because it's not about Jesus why I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know, you know, um, I forgot what it was where, oh, it's a um, scripture. And it talks about how God is going, um, people are going to get to heaven and say, well, Lord, we did all this in your name. And he's going to tell them, you know. Turn away from me. You work as of iniquity because you didn't do it in love. Exactly. So I didn't want it to be a thing of, okay, Lord, you know. I, you I know, I didn't have sex and he's going to be like, but it had, it had nothing to do with me and everything mm-hmm. to do with your vanity and your ego. Ooh. So Eesh. I didn't want it to be a thing of that. And I've always felt a way about that. Cause if I'm going to be honest, y'all, <laughs> I just feel like destiny is popping and destiny is sitting on the gold mine and yes. you can't touch me. <laughs> peasant. Oh, destiny. That That's just how I feel. Don't call the children can, of God peasants. Can I be honest? No, oh, those yeah, are be- Satan's children. <gasps> <laughs> These men? <laughs> no. Be honest. No, be honest. Be I'm going to be honest. That's how I feel. I feel like I like being unobtainable. I like the yeah. fact that I can walk into a room full of men who have never had me and yeah. will never have me. I like the fact that I'm not going to, I'm not going to have to lie to my husband about my body count. Yeah. Um, I like being untouchable. I enjoy that. I feel like it's um, it's it might be prideful. I understand that it's prideful because I'm literally sticking my chest out as you I'm are. saying it. She's like flipping her hair. Yes, like I I I like that. I like the fact that these men can't get close to me. It sounds like you're idolizing it. It is. Well, what are we gonna do about that? It is because it's not okay. Because the thing about it is. And I just flipped my hair again. You did. And she's smiling and giggling like, hmm. So it's just like, I'm having to find the balance between taking myself out of it, but keeping mm-hmm. enough of myself to keep my standards. Self-respect. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I just don't feel like, and that's another thing I, I've said before that 
I think enough of the man that I'm going to end up with mm-hmm. to not let random men run in and out of me. Yeah. You don't deserve me. Yeah. And it's just, and I also believe that I can't ask for anything that I can't give. Yeah. And I don't want a thought. So, and I'm not going to have a thought. You're going to get out of my face. Th- oh, my God. So it's just like, you're going to get out of my face. Like, I don't, I don't want to claim a thought as mine. So it's like, I can't say, okay, you know, this is what I'm going to do, but you can't do that. That's the definition of double standard. And it's basically what's plaguing our society, the misogyny of it all. But we're not going to get into that. So, yeah, Nadia, you seem like you got a lot to say. No, we've talked about this. And like we said in the beginning, we've gone back and forth about it because I've had my feelings about it. Destiny's had her feelings about it. Um, I do think it's a good thing that you acknowledge that you're, mm-hmm. like, idolizing it. Because I was like, dance, wait, sis, no. I wouldn't say I'm idolizing it, but it's definitely attached to the pride that I have. I like the fact that these men can't get close to me. And I will say this much. When I first, I started my commitment to abstinence about two and a half years ago, after I got out of a relationship, and I was like, man, I can't do this no more. Like, Lord, I just surrender. And I just stopped. And for the first few months, it was kind of difficult. And then after that, it was a breeze. Mm-hmm. It was real easy. And I think at that point is when I learned, like, intimacy with God to where I started. He started to reaffirm my self-esteem mm-hmm. and my self-respect and my self-worth. But it wasn't so much of a you can't say you can't have me. My goal was just ministry. Mm-hmm. It was like, I want to be in right standing with God. Like, I want to be able to get up on Sundays and not be feeling condemnation yeah. or feeling shame or feeling guilt or feeling like I'm not being affected because I know telling what I just got done going, you know, the night before. Mm-hmm. And I will not say that. I mean, it was a breeze. It was a breeze because I was single. And yeah. then it was a breeze because I was dating someone who was also abstinent. But then I started dating someone who was not abstinent. And that, that, my friend, was not a breeze. That was a storm. <laughs> that, was, that was a storm. We're not going to get into that. Um, be careful who you're, just be equally yoked with people. Mm-hmm. Like, that is a very important part. That's just like a side note. When it comes to wanting to be in a relationship or wanting to date or wanting to court or however you call mm-hmm. it, whatever you name it, that conversation is extremely important. The relationship I was in where he was... He was also abstaining one of the first conversations we had. He was like, I've been I've been abstaining for four years. Are you down with it? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, man, come on, let's do it. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, let's not do it. But <laughs> <laughs> after that, I, you know, their relationship ended and I was dating someone else who was not celibate. And it was a lot of hard conversations about whether or not we're going to be able to do this. Because it wasn't something that I was willing to compromise on. I don't remember who you're talking about. You don't? I don't. Who? You're going to tell me when we finish recording because I don't remember. Oh, you're claiming that now. Okay. Um, You're being shady on the podcast. But I will say another thing that I, that kind of drives me is I feel like there's a clarity that comes with not having sex. I feel like my vision is super, super clear. I can see everything for what it is. And one thing that. I can say that I have is the spirit of discernment and it's very, very strong to the yeah. point where I can see a person and they not say anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say it's me, but the Holy Ghost should start reading them. Yeah. And, um, I feel like if I were to, to blur those lines, then it wouldn't be as strong. And I would be out here just being led astray. It I wouldn't be, your gifts for yeah, sure. I wouldn't be able to, see you for the liar that you are i wouldn't be able to see you for the manipulator that you are because i'm so attached to you and i'm so close to you because Mm -hmm. 
we're intertwined at mm-hmm. that point. Yeah. And I enjoy the fact that I can see people. You just enjoy Yeah, you. and it's, I, I like the fact that it doesn't matter how much I like you, and Nadia can tell you all yeah. this. I can really, really like a man and be done with him yeah. because I don't have a tie to him. Yeah. Now, I'll be sad about it, and she might hear about it for months, mm-hmm. but it's it's never been a thing where I'm pulling up or I'm acting crazy or I'm texting this man, they got to take my phone. None of that. I don't think I've like, ever been naked. Nobody's ever made me that crazy, but that's because I'm a G. Yeah. So for me. It's a certain level of self-esteem. It's a certain level of, you know how, I can't say this word because it's not a word that I should say on the airs. Mm-hmm. Don't say but it. But at some point in time in my life, I, I became a dude. Mm-hmm. And you know what word I want to put yep. there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it kind of unfazed me for a long time. It was just like, I'm the, in this situation. Mm-hmm. I'm the boss. I'm the thug. I'm the G. I'm untouchable. And then I had to get delivered from that because that's not the role that I'm supposed to play. Mm-hmm. I'm a lady. Gracefully. You know what's one thing I do, though, that I can admit to? I think it's, I don't consider it toxic. I feel like it's the opposite of toxic. I feel like it's great. And I noticed it about myself with this last guy. When I get pissed off with a man and um, I feel like he's done me wrong, my get back mode is I'm going to get real, real great. Like, you're going to see me out here in these streets. I'm going to do everything. I'm going to become as amazing as humanly possible to where you can't ignore me and you also can't get close to me. You can't touch me, but you're going to look at me from the crowd. All right. Okay. Yep. I like it. (sighs) Abstaining. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really have a whole lot to say. I mean, I don't want to ramble, y'all, but I don't really honestly have a whole lot to say about abstinence because for one I'm not abstinent and two I don't struggle with sex and I can only be honest I can't I would love to sit here and tell you you know the Lord delivered me from you know my sexual impurity and you know I would love to tell you the importance of soul ties which they are important I've Mm -hmm. seen them at work I've experienced a soul tie it just wasn't a sexual soul tie it was emotional it was emotional and I can say those are super, super, super hard to get rid of. So I can only mm-hmm. imagine what a sexual one is like. Oh. And, um, I mean, it was to the point where I we went to, to college together. And I was in an auditorium with 500 people. And it wasn't his class. So he wasn't supposed to be in there. And I felt it when he walked in. Oh, yeah. I've experienced that. I, knew, I have definitely yeah, experienced that. I knew when I was going to see him. When I'm mm-hmm. getting ready for my day, I knew that I was going to see him that day. I could feel when he was mm-hmm. my, as big as mm-hmm. my church is. Mm-hmm. I could feel when he was there. Mm-hmm. Um, I So I've experienced a soul tie before, and it's not fun. Yeah. I experienced my first my first boyfriend in college. I was so attached to him. Like it was, it was bad to the point where I knew when he walked into like the UC, mm-hmm. like I could feel it and it, I would feel so crazy cause I would feel like I was stalking him, but yep. in all actuality, I would just know when he was somewhere. And I remember praying and being like, Lord, I need you to not let me see him until I'm delivered from this. And I think seven months went by Really? and the next time I saw him, he walked up, he was like, Hey, and I was like, what's up? We sat down, we talked, and when he walked away, the Lord very clearly like like reminded me. He was like, "You good now?" And I was like, <laughs> "Wow." Yeah. I had I hadn't even realized that I had stopped thinking about him. I hadn't realized that I hadn't none of that. And he came and spoke to me. Mm-hmm. Seven months went by. We were on the same campus, and I used to see him all the time. I knew his car. Yeah. I knew where he worked. It would just be like random glimpses, and I'm like, "Oh, there he is again!" Like he was studying me. Mm-hmm. He had a whole girlfriend. Yeah. And I'm just in shambles, like foolishness. <laughs> Like, 
those soul ties are ridiculous. But for one point that I wanted to make, um, I never, sex was never something I struggled with. And I say this jokingly, but sex was never that good for me to be like, oh, itching. Y'all got some more of that. We about to be real honest. Like Jermaine, like, y'all got some more of that. No, it was never that. Intimacy was a thing for me. Yeah. I wanted to feel close. I wanted to feel cared about and acknowledged and loved and looked at and look at me. Um, You know, that's Mm -hmm. what I wanted. I wanted intimacy. Sex wasn't a thing for me, which is why it became a breeze after. It was like I separated from it, but I learned intimacy with God. Mm-hmm. I learned to like find joy and solace in the presence of the Lord to where what I desired, the wounds that I wanted to be like licked or whatever the word you want to use, the yeah. healed, um, those moments, I found those moments in prayer yeah, and reading my word and spending time with the Lord instead of like chasing intimacy in another person because it's like just one thing good. Yeah. I mean, if I can be frank, and that's no shade to anybody that I've had sex with. Like, if any of my partners have listened to this, this is no shade to you. Not that I owe you an apology, because I don't. Nope. But it. You said what you said. The saying. Lord is better. Mm-hmm. Better is one day in your house. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere, Lord. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. Yeah. She just dropped the pen I on did. y'all. She did. I hope y'all heard it. <laughs> um. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think another thing with me is that I'm afraid to decide, okay, I'm going to be abstinent and I'm going to make this about Jesus. And then that's when it's going to become a struggle for me. But you got to know I, that God is going to strengthen you to do that, though. I just it's like if that's it's like opening Pandora's box, you know, mm-hmm. the whole thing where it's just like you don't know until you're in it. And the stories that I've heard and the temptations that I've heard. Yeah. Um, just from the people who are abstinent yeah. and they're just like all of a sudden when they made that commitment is mm-hmm. when things got difficult yeah. and it's just like if I'm not struggling with it and I have the option to ignore it which yeah. I do do I want to get in the ring when I don't have to well that's the thing about it just like the Bible says his strength is made perfect in our weakness mm-hmm. making a decision for the Lord and we talked about this when I made that comment about Summer Walker and it did numbers it went viral <laughs> I made a comment about Summer Walker practicing witchcraft and I mean everybody came for me droves of witches threatened to put me in jars and I was completely a really big jar <laughs> I was completely unfazed by it because I had made a decision there was a time in my, and I can relate this to what you're saying about abstinence when I decided to put myself out there that I had accepted my call to ministry it was like I can't go back now mm-hmm. and whatever attacks came after that whatever you know people had to say I had to represent myself as a minister from that point on and there was a point in my life where I was like I want to be ratchet again mm-hmm. I re- remember being like calling my friends and being like I don't want to do this no more I don't want to leave this life no more I can't tweet stuff mm-hmm. I can't say this I can't I can't I have to be careful I have to be mindful now and that whole thing with Summer Walker I remember you being like they attack you like I fight, and I'm like I'm cool. Oh, I went to that post with every intention she of did. staying up she all did. night she and arguing with all the devil's children. But I had gotten to a point <laughs> where I realized, just like my accepting my call to ministry, Minister Nadia looks nothing like Ratchet Nadia. The confidence that I have, the boldness that I have, the 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 rawness that my mouth is mm-hmm. used to be a whole lot worse on yeah. the world side. But where it is in ministry now is only because God did it and because I allowed him to work through me. But I have confidence in knowing that 
what I feel too weak to do, God will empower me to do it because only he can. So yeah. like this whole abstinence thing, I understand what, like, I really do mm-hmm. understand where you're coming from, but you got to trust God and know like, if I make this commitment, he's going to carry you through it. Yeah. And it's not a thing of me doubting that he's able. It's just like, I feel like it's adding one more thing and knowing how the devil works is you can't throw a punch and then get out of the ring. Yeah. You, you can't do that. Yeah. A lot of times, well, all the time, if you decide that you're going to get in the ring with the devil, you got to be prepared to stay there for the rest of your life mm-hmm. because you don't get to decide that you're going to get out of it. Yeah, That's just not how it works because once he sees that you're trying to come out of something, as soon as you slip back in, it's going to be way worse. It's like saying, um, the I forgot what scripture it is, but you know, um, oh, when you, you get rid of one in and then the seven more come in. Exactly. Behind. So it's like they come back to yeah. see, you know, is your house still clean, but they come back seven, seven times stronger. Yeah. So it's just like, if abstinence is not something that I struggle with, if I'm not already having an issue with sex, but I do have issues over here, am I prepared to deal with the struggle of abstinence and then these demons over here getting stronger? So I get what you're saying. I completely understand it. It's just, I have to, um, that's one of the things where I'm thinking about and I'm contemplating it. And it's like, of course I always want to be right with the Lord. I want to be pleasing. And, you know, I want him, I want him to be pleased with me as a whole. And I don't want it to be a thing of, well, yeah, you saved yourself for your husband. Yeah. But you didn't save yourself for the Lord. But yeah. So, but it it didn't have anything to do with me. It had everything to do with your pride. Mm, Yeah. You got to deal with your pride, sis. Mm -hmm. Because I'm going to be honest with you. Sex may not be an issue for you. Like once you make the decision, God may start to deal with you about your pride. Mm-hmm. That may be what, what you get, you know, like bothered by. It may not even be sex. He may just start to make you more vulnerable to the point where your pride has to crumble. And it won't even be around like men or like sex or whatever like mm-hmm. that. It may just, he may start hitting you with other stuff. Because, I mean, like everybody, everybody feels different. Like I said, sex was never a thing for me. Yeah. It just wasn't something that I had to have. It was more like I just, I like to be in control and I liked attention. I like, you know, the false intimacy. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a different rooted reason for why they engage in sex. Some people are insecure and they like to feel wanted. Some people just are chasing a, a feeling. They're chasing an orgasm. Some people are just chasing it high. Um, some people, it just makes them feel secure. Mine was rebellion. I just wanted yeah. people to leave me alone. I wanted my parents to leave me alone. That's why I did it once and never did it again. Because, <laughs> like I told y'all, I grew it's up in a church. I did, I did um, a purity ceremony against my will. And I decided that day, I was like, you know what? I didn't even have an interest in sex, but I'm going to do it because you pissed me off. So, you know. Flick your hands. Somebody get my oil. Because... Oh, no, I, I see the error in my way. I'm sitting here looking at my nails like, what's wrong with my nails? No, I completely see the error in my ways. And, of course, if I could go back and do it again, I mean, yeah, I would be a 24-year-old version right now had I decided when I was 18 not to try You to... were 18 when you did that? I was 18. I was 12. That's crazy. What? When I went through my ceremony. Oh, no, I went through my ceremony at 12. But oh. I lost my virginity at oh, 18 I think because I, was, was I, 18 I wanted... I was 18. Yeah, I, want, I just wanted to be left alone about yeah. it. Um, and I never did it again. That that tells you that I didn't have an interest in sex. Yeah. It's been six years. Yeah. <sighs> so, yeah. You know what's funny is my, my family thought I lost my virginity when I was like 16. Why would they think that? Because I was dating somebody older than me, and they just knew he was trying to talk me out of my drawers. <laughs> but he definitely wasn't. And they really thought that, you know. They That's didn't, normally They didn't actually know. Now. Yeah. And I think, if once they, I think if they knew what was really happening during that time, mm-hmm. they would know that I was actually scared of sex. 
I was too. I just I was, knew I was gonna. Yeah. Go, I was gonna go to hell. Like I just knew I was gonna get caught. And I was gonna go to hell. I've been telling my <laughs> brothers that for the longest. I was like, you know what keeps me from doing it? You know, like for real, for real, is the fact that I feel like the rapture is gonna happen <laughs> mid act, and Jesus is gonna leave me here and let me finish. You know what you said something on the first episode that was really interesting. You were like, all the stuff that you do, remember that Jesus is somewhere nearby. Jesus is in a room. Your angels be somewhere around you, and your foolishness. The whole heavenly host is Think in the room. Think about that. Think about that the next time you want to pop lock and drop it all of heaven has the lord come is down. watching jesus is watching you <laughs> the lord is what i i may i'm gonna be on no i'm not even gonna get into that the just y'all listen you are grieving you can make oh, you can ghost. make the choice to abstain for a lot of different reasons you can make the choice to abstain because you've had too much sex you can make the choice of saying because you've had babies and you don't want to have anymore or you've had an std scare or you've had to go through Whatever. And those are all good reasons. Those are all good reasons. I will say that my reasoning for right now at 24 years old is because I want to pour purely in Mm -hmm. ministry. So it's different for me. It's a different look for me. It's a different choice for me. On top of the fact that, you know, it's just something that I know I need to do. It's something I know is pleasing to the Lord. And I I wrote a blog called 10 Ways That Abstinence Changed My Life. And I put the link on our page or something like that. Mm -hmm. You can go through and read all the practical ways that it affected me, like emotionally and how I started to interact with people. But spiritually speaking, I just don't want my kids to have to deal with the stuff that I deal with. Yeah. I don't want them to have to deal with the demons that I, I want them to be set up for the most pure, cleansed success that they I can I think be. that level of forward thinking is amazing. Um, I will advise anyone who is interested in pursuing abstinence like in anything else that you commit yourself to you have to have a strong enough why to sustain it yeah you, oh yes absolutely and that why is important th- that why is what's going to keep yes. you that why is what's going to bring you back to yes. reality when you hot and you bother mm-hmm. so it can't be something flimsy like oh you know it's just you know i just i just feel like i, I want to post it on, on my insta story mm-hmm. that i'm that i'm you know abstinent now it yeah. can't be that it has to be something to where like nadia has on her her um bracelet her bracelet to where you know she can look over at a thing and yeah. remember why she's doing what she's right. doing so i will encourage anyone who is thinking about abstinence to really consider why you are doing it and if yeah. your why is strong enough to keep yeah. you yeah that why i'm glad you brought that up is probably the most important because even when it comes to dating and being equally yoked with the person and having that conversation about them being abstinent that that why it's like oh i'm just doing it cuz you want me to or I'm just doing it because, you know, oh, I said I was going to stop having sex for three months. No, baby. That why is yeah. what's going to keep you in the midnight hour. Because, <laughs> sis, let me tell you. All the that, things. That why. That. And it's so much more than I, I. This is something I know God wants me to do. Like, you have to have a commitment and an end. You have to have a resolve. Mm-hmm. You have to have this is what I'm trying to get out of this. Another great tool, um, The Weight by Megan Good Franklin and Devon Franklin. Mm-hmm. That book I didn't I didn't read it to start jumpstart abstaining, but I did read it along the way and it gave me a lot of other practical reasons for, you know, why I should abstain and it helped and I've recommended that book to other people. So if there's something that you are interested in and that's a tool for you, the weight is a very, very good book. I have an extra copy. If you want it, I'll give it away. That's so nice. It was it, it's helped a lot of, of my friends. So but yeah, that why. If we if you can't take anything else from here, if there's something that you've been thinking about, figure out your why. Yep. What is it that you want from God? What and the thing is it's a sacrifice, y'all. Obedience is better than 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 sacrifice. But to obey 
the Lord and his call to righteousness and his call to purity and his call to abstaining is not, it does, it does God no good. Mm -hmm. It it only does you good. Literally. It just like sexual sin. Sexual sin is the only sin in the Bible where it says flee from it. Everything else is, it's, it's, um, fight against it or like, mm-hmm. you know, stand in, stand on the word of God. But sexuals is the one sin that is like, flee, run, run, <laughs> run. And you can literally run. run. <laughs> There's no temptation greater than that. God will never tempt you beyond what you can bear. There's nothing that you cannot escape from. He will always grant you an escape in the, in the moment of temptation, but you have to be aware, but your why is what's going to make you aware. Yep. So, and yeah. if you need to borrow my method of just, you know, <sighs> We don't all, have a borrow pride. All, no, no, not my method. But, <laughs> well, not that one. But no. I, I told you I got two more. I yeah. got the one where I feel like all of the heavenly hosts is in the room with you. If you need to start looking around them walls and understand the legions upon legions upon legions are in your are in your bedroom, your kitchen, or your living room, wherever you may be about to do the things. <laughs> the things. The things. Or if you need to borrow my method of, you know, the rapture could literally take place at any time. <laughs> no one knows when it's going to happen. Don't get left. <laughs> but no, for real. <laughs> no, for real, y'all. Um, if you, you know, are trying and you're failing and you're having a difficult time, understand there's no condemnation. You can always start yeah. again. Yeah. God is not holding it against you. He's not waiting for you to mess up. He wants you to succeed. Yeah. He wants you to come back to him. Don't yeah. feel like you have too many bodies Try, to start over I'm again. Years in this thing. Yeah. Don't feel like it's too much that has happened. Yeah. Um, don't, you know, get in condemnation thinking well i already have children i'm already living with my boyfriend um you know i'm already you know i'm already shacking up it's literally never too late and like she said you're gonna always be provided with an escape and if this is the escape for you if you needed to hear this episode then understand that there is always a way out of it you just have to look for it you're not bound to sin and you have to be careful there are some of us who are going to be afraid of implementing that in a relationship because you're scared you're going to lose your partner Mm -hmm. chance the rapper did a whole song about how his wife read the weight and came home and was like we're gonna abstain and it almost broke up their relationship and he's so glad now in hindsight that he actually did choose to stop having sex because it's the reason why he married his wife and y'all know how chance the rapper feel about his wife because he talk about her all the time but there was a turning point in their relationship you can't allow fear to keep you Fear the fear of losing a person who can't put you in heaven or hell. Mm-hmm. That's keep one. you from pleasing the Lord because that has to be your ultimate why is pleasing the Lord. Because that it relationship is temporary, Sis. but Jesus is forever. Ooh, Lose that man if it's gonna get you closer to the Lord. And um, yeah, one of my um, one I, one of my friends said this weekend. He was like, "I can't wait to get married. Stop singing so I can talk." <laughs> He said this weekend, I can't wait to get married so I can stop sinning. As wow. if as if you are bound to sin. No shade. No, like when you yet. hear this, it's it's not no yeah, shade. Yeah. But a lot of people feel that way yeah. as if they have to have sex, as if they have to do these yeah. things. And you don't They don't like, know what life looks like without it. You you don't have y'all, to do it's it. It's beautiful. I'm telling you. I was talking to one of my coworkers and they was talking about we had went out for my coworker's birthday and they was everybody was drunk and they was like, Well, I'm finna go to this person's house. I'm finna go to this person's house. And then my coworker I was like, Well, I, if I go to somebody's house, I'm just going to hug and 
He was like, well, power to you because I ain't this strong. And I'm like, but you can you be. You can be. That's the th- it takes mental strength. It, des- it takes a desire to want to be like that. Y'all, I'm telling you, what's on the other side of it is beautiful. Mm-hmm. The peace of mind that you get, you don't have to worry about. You don't. It's just you. You're not crazy no more. You, you just, are not crazy. I mean, if that's just literally what it is. Yeah. You're not crazy. You can see everything so clearly. Yes. It's like after you had a cold and your nose is clear. And you can finally and smell. You can smell. You can finally see when you. And stop you know what's sex. crazy is that when you do get sick again, you remember to appreciate all the times you could breathe, and mm-hmm. that's what stop stopping having sex feels like. Because yep. when you do have sex, you be like, dang. It's like when I was on my fast and I cheated and ate some lasagna and I was like, this lasagna not even that good. Yeah. Like it ain't even. I was just like, dang, I didn't mess up my it fast. It ain't even worth it because then you gonna like, be in the car yeah. on the way home crying because you done you done laid up and did something you're gonna business doing. Exactly. You gonna feel guilty and now you got had a conversation again. Oh, we gotta stop. Yeah. And now you feel like you nagging and you feel, just just no cold lasagna is what it's gonna be like. <laughs> that lasagna was so cold and nasty. Oh, I was I'm sorry. Mad. But it's okay. So, yeah. Um, We've said a lot of things tonight. We have said a lot of things. Hopefully something has resonated with you. If you are like me and you are not necessarily undecided, just not in the act. You got other things going on to mm-hmm. where you don't care. Or if you are like Nadia where you have rededicated. Or if you have not done it before, more power to you. All of that. Please hold um, on. Yeah. Assess, I would say assess your whys on both parts. If yeah. you are going to be abstinent, assess why you're doing it. If yeah. you are sexually active, assess why you're doing mm, that. That's a good one. So, yeah. That's all some of us say. just like the things. Some of you all might like the things. Or some of you all might be feeling an emotional void. Mm, oh, you want to go there? Because I wanted to I wanted to get into porn and, and masturbation, but that's a whole nother. No, that's a whole nother yeah, episode. Because that's, that's, a, that's a void filler too. Overeating. Porn, masturbating, mm-hmm. gluttony, yep. greed, yeah, stress shopping. I do that. I do that too. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, all right. Go um, ahead and um, so yeah, that's the thing. I don't have a things destiny says because you've been gone for a week. I have been gone for a week. You have. Do you oh. have an unpopular opinion for this week? My unpopular opinion. What was it? Mm-hmm. Dang it! I forget. Valentine's Day. That song just been stuck in my head. I'm trying to remember. I feel like I've said this unpopular opinion on both of the episodes that never aired, so I'll go ahead and say it. I'll go ahead and say it. Wait, say it, and I'll tell you if you did. People need to stop telling people they don't look their age. You did that one already. I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah, you did that on like two episodes ago. Okay. Do we not um, have one? I don't think I have one, y'all. Yeah, Watch as soon as I get in the car, I'm going to remember. I we'll have one. Something. I should have wrote it. We, did, we just been out of sync for about a week or we so. We have, y'all. Things. We'll be, they, everything has been happening. All, all the things. things have been happening. Well, not the things that we just got No, no, about. not those things. The, the other things. My Valentine's Day was very, very pure. What did I do for Valentine's Day? Oh, I went, um, I went and tour to school and I went dancing. I literally went to a dance class. Mm. It was super, super fun. Speaking of dancing, I think we should shout out Trinika. What is Trinika doing? Her dance classes. I just because I want to. Oh, go ahead if you want to. No, I'm saying like on the page for like oh, dance classes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, <clears throat> as always, 
Thank you for tuning in. If you have any questions, you're always welcome to hit our DMs with all of your suggestions, all of your questions, all of your topics, anything that you want us to talk about or anything that you feel like we need to touch on. Or if you want clarity about some things, you're always welcome to hit us up. And if you'd like prayer, you can do that too. Just let us know what you need and we got you. And with that being said, it's time to close us out and we're right at an hour. We've been we've been getting over an hour a lot lately. Yeah. But like I say every week, if you're driving and listening to this, do not close your eyes and bow your heads because we don't want you to run into a wall. But if you are able and available to engage, you are welcome to. Father, we thank you for another opportunity to come together and speak to your people. Um, I just thank you for bringing us back together. I pray right now for any of those who may be dealing with the choice of abstinence, those who may be recovering or healing from condemnation and shame or guilt about their sexual past or about other things that they have indulged in as you have called them to live a holy and a righteous life father i just pray that you continue to encourage them uh, give them healing in those places and those emotional places and even in those physical places that you will restore them that you would give them peace of mind that you would give them the strength and even the awareness to know that they can rely on you when they are weak just as your word says that in our weakness your strength is made perfect so that we would learn to rely on you even the more when we are confused and when we're lacking in the strength to do things on our own uh, just to remember that we are your children we are heirs to the king and we are heirs to your throne and that we do not have to be bound by sin so i just pray right now that you would get in their ear be the loudest voice in our listeners ears even louder than our voices that they would hear you on this week and they would know that you're real and that you're there with them even in their weakest moments Keep them, protect them, continue to shower them with your love until we meet again. In Jesus' name, amen. And like always, we are going to offer you the invitation to Christ, the thing that has sustained us all in some way. Whether I want to admit it or not, there was still some Jesus behind my decision to abstain. Mm -hmm. And um, as well as Nadia is the thing that keeps us in all areas of our life, that keeps us safe from crashing into the walls, as she just talked about. Um, And just, you know, emotionally, mentally, you know, protecting us. We want to offer you our Jesus. So if you are interested, then pray this simple prayer. Jesus, I believe you lived and died mm-hmm. for my sins as well as the rest of humanity. Mm. I believe that you died, you rose, and you're coming again. I ask you now to come into my heart, renew my mind and my spirit so that I might do your will in the earth amen remember rate share like subscribe we love the followers and rate us how about that you know what rate us five star ratings right with a t right period no exclamation point (laughs) but again thanks for tuning in Uh, again this has been the millennial christian podcast and we will see you guys later Bye. bye